Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to another episode of Behind the Scenes by Just Baseball Media. As always, I'm Jared Perkins. We have an incredible guest with us today, Brock Wilkin with the Milwaukee Brewers. First rounder uh, in 2023 out of Wake Forest. Uh, Brock, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, super excited to be on here. Yeah, we're, we're amped to have you on. Uh, just for the people who don't know you, give a little bit of background on your journey, uh, how you got to uh, the professional baseball and this going to Wake Forest and everything like that. Yeah, you know it's uh it, it's it's a long journey. Um, yeah. you know, it, it starts starts when I was really little. Uh, I grew up just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, in a small town called Mount Holly, and uh, you know that's kind of kind of where it all started for me. Um, from the time I was four to fourteen, um, that's where I grew up, and uh, we moved to Tampa, Florida. Um, at, when I was fourteen, the day after I graduated eighth grade, we moved to Florida. Um, and we, we live just outside of Tampa now, but, you know, ever since I can remember, I was, I was playing baseball, you know, it's been, it's been baseball, baseball my whole life. And I, you know, I honestly could have, couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, you know, just my whole journey has been a super great experience and, um, my family and people that have been there to support me know how the ups and downs have been and, and, you know, for them to, to see it all and for this year to happen like it did, it was, uh, it was very special. So, you know, start off. Um, I wasn't, you know, a super big recruit coming out of high school. Um, I was, was, wasn't even the top hundred, um, my junior year, I think I was like 530th or something like that. And, uh, had a really good junior year, um, and for high school. And that's kind of when it started to, to get a lot of better looks. Um, but the summer before that is kind of where my recruiting trail started to go. And, um, I had Miami, Virginia tech, uh, wake forest, East Carolina, USF, Stetson, and UCF all on my trail pretty hard. And uh, those are kind of the schools that were in the mix. And um, so, you know, it's just kind of my my doing my part to figure out what I wanted in the school and, and what fit best for me. So I started, uh, I was actually in a uh, Georgia tournament. I was playing a level up. So I was a week, uh, I was there a week early and the Wake Forest assistant coach uh, was there and he saw my name on the roster and he was actually going to see um, the other team play and they were recruiting a couple of kids from there. And uh, he saw my name on the roster 
and he actually played professional baseball with my uncle um, oh, very for, cool. for, for a couple of days. And, um, you know, they got to grow pretty close. And um, he's like, hey, you know, is this your son? Like, you know, it's been five, six years. Like, let's catch up. And uh, he's like, it's actually my nephew. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if you don't mind, just just go and see what he has and, um, you know, get back to me on what he, what he needs to work on to, to be at that power five level and, um, you know, all these different things. And I ended up going two for four with uh, two homers against Team Elite in Georgia. And, you know, if if you're a travel baseball parent or, or kid, you know, Georgia's the oh, best yeah. to, to go for, you know, have a good week um, for yourself in, in terms of scouting. And um, from then on, it was just Wake Forest. You know, I, I took my I took three official visits. Um, I went to Wake Forest, Miami and Virginia Tech. Um, and as soon as I took my uh, visit to Wake, I was like, dude, I'm ready to commit. And uh, my parents and my uncle told me, they're like, hey, you know, take the rest of your visits. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Miami just wasn't for me. Um, I didn't feel like it was the right fit in the things that I was looking for. And um, I went to Virginia Tech, had a great time. And I was like, wow, you know, this is this is this made my decision way tougher than it needed to be. Um, but I, I came home. I thought about it. I talked to my family for a long time and uh, ended up making the decision to commit to Wake. And, you know, looking back on it, it was it was the greatest decision I've ever made. Um, you know, I made lifelong best friends there, including the coaching staff. Um, you know, they've had my back ever since. And, and, you know, the guys that I played with and what we did this year at Wake was undeniably special. Um, and I think yeah. it's be one of the last times in, in college baseball history and in, in college sports history now, especially with the transfer portal, that, you know, our team was kind of homegrown. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we had a couple impact transfers on our squad, but those guys really made a difference. Um, so, you know, I think that's very important to us as well. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool things that you touched on about your journey. The first thing that really stuck out to me is you talked about how you weren't highly recruited, right? Which I'm sure that puts a chip on your shoulder when you start feeling like hey, no one wants me, but hey, I'm going to go out there and show them I'm wrong. Uh, talk a little bit about that and the relationships you built with your teammates at Wake. I know Nick Kurtz was a, one of your teammates too, and he had a similar journey, right? Not highly recruited, out of a small town. Um, talk about one, what it was like to kind of finally make it to a Power 5 school, kind of take have that chip on your shoulder but also like to be able to develop that relationship or that friendship with nick who's kind of gone through a similar journey and have that uh same similarities between the two of you yeah you know first off you know being being not not the most talented guy um or not the most highly recruited guy out of high school really you know left a dis distaste in my yeah. mouth because I, I i knew what the potential i had myself and I knew how hard I worked and how I wanted the goals that I wanted. And, you know, I, it, it was just, you know, it, it really irks, irks your soul when, when other people don't see that, you know, they don't see the time you're putting in the gym. Um, you know, I'll never forget in, in high school, I, my uncle, as I mentioned, was my high school baseball coach and, um, you know, he was also a PE teacher. So, um during my lunch period was when he when he taught in the gym so i would go in there and i would pack a lunch every day and i would eat my lunch in the gym and i'd lift while i'm eating my lunch you know at school and not too many people did that so yeah. for me that was like you know i wanted i wanted it so bad that i was doing willing to do whatever it took to to get there and you know other people not seeing that 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 could really 
cause you to go one of two ways, you know, either keep going on the path you're going or, you know, kind of veer off and be like, why is no one else seeing it? And kind of, you know, play, play that pity game on yourself and be like, oh, why is this happening to me? And, you know, I just I believed in myself and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep doing this no matter what it takes. And, you know, when I finally committed to, to wake, I was like, all right, I can I can breathe <laughs> yeah. a little bit. You know, that 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 part of my journey is over. And, it, you know, there's a lot of big choices in your life. And, you know, picking where you go to college or where you go to school is got to be, you know, a top five decision in your life, because that's where you're going to make your best friends, you know, maybe yeah. meet your girlfriend, wife, whatever it may be. Those are those are kind of really important decisions. Um, and, you know, a lot of those led to to wake and and, you know, as like when I got there, the relationships that we started to build, um, you know, coming off a really, you know, bad freshman year, per se, um, going into that sophomore year when, um, a bunch of guys like Nick Kurtz and Danny Corona and a bunch of those guys came in as freshmen. Um, you know, that's kind of when our bond really started. Um, you know, me and Nick being corner guys, we're throwing yeah. partners. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where that bond starts right there. You're, you're throwing partners. And, you know, having that bond and having that that shared uh, emotion of wanting it that bad and being a guy that, you know, isn't highly touted, that that could that could cause a lot of, of friendships to form from just from that emotion only. Yeah. Um, so, you know, me and him had grew really close and, you know, we're, we're still really close to this day. We, we talk once a week. I try to text him every once in a while and, you know, just check out how he's doing. If, cause you know, I was, I was in his shoes. And so yeah. if, if he needs anything, he, he knows he can always call me and I'll always answer no matter the day, no matter the time. And, and I think that that is a very valuable relationship I have. Yeah, I did hear though on Joe Doyle's uh, draft podcast, he said that he had more pop than you. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I watched that too. I texted him as I'm watching, and I said, "Yeah, get out of here. There's no way. There's no way." He's gonna he's gonna use it again, and if he gets drafted like one pick of height of you, he's gonna probably throw that in your face too. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. He, he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, talk about that experience that way too. I mean, you guys absolutely rolled last year into the College World Series. Um, talk about that experience for you because not many guys get that opportunity to experience the College World Series in Omaha. What was that experience like and you know, what are some of your core memories from that? Yeah, you know, it was it was the best year of my life. But, yeah. you know, especially as, as a baseball guy, like – that is the pinnacle of amateur baseball. Yeah. And I don't I don't care what you say, I don't care how it goes, just being in that moment, playing on that stage under those lights in front of 25, 30,000 people, there's there's nothing like it besides the, the World Series. And I, you know, I will I will live and die on that hill that it is it is that that high, yeah. that intense, you know, every single game. It doesn't matter whether you're the one seed or your Oral Roberts, you know, th those guys were there for a reason and fans were there for that reason to come watch you play. And man, it was, it was just such a really cool experience. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier to, to do it with guys like Rhett Louder, Nick Kurtz, Camden Manassi, um, you know, guys that I really value in, in relationships and outside of the field, you know, that's what made it that much more special because we yeah. already had a brotherhood and we were bonded forever, no matter what the circumstance was. But to go there as a one seed, as, you know, the best team in the country, it was, I mean, it was special, dude. You know, you 
I'll never forget. I, I walk into the baseball village and, you know, I'm in some plain clothes, new balance with some shorts and some <laughs> Nike kicks on. And, you know, I get stopped probably 30 times and I'm just Insane. like, Oh my God. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I don't even know, like a Hollywood A-list celebrity, you know, yeah. it was like, no matter where you went, people knew who you were. People wanted to come up to you, wanted pictures, wanted autographs, wanted to say how great we were, how awesome it was for little Wake Forest and Winston-Salem <laughs> to, to, you know, be in this spotlight. So for us to do that left a super big impact, not only on, on each other, but on the Wake Forest legacy as well. You know, those those guys now now have that standard that they got to look up to um, mm-hmm. you know, every day that they come into the locker room. So I think that was one of the biggest things in, in my recruiting trail was, you know, I, I wanted to win. I wanted a place where I could develop and I wanted to leave a legacy. And, you know, we, we talk about that all the time in Wake. And, um, you know, no matter if we made it to the College World Series or not, I think my legacy that, that I made as, as a guy on and off the field that, you know, shows up every day ready to go was – was cemented already, but I mean, to do it on the number one team in the country with, with guys like Rhett Louder and Candon yeah. Manassi and, and, you know, all the freshmen that, that made impactful impacts that, you know, you really wouldn't have thought of, of to do that. So, I mean, it was just a really special year for us. Yeah. Cause I remember, I recall, I think I covered you guys when prospects live, cause I do the amateur baseball and MLB draft and the 2022 regional when you were all in Maryland yep. and the, the transformation that even that team made from 2022 to 2023 was insane. And that squad's going to be stacked next year and covering the amateur game. Like I'm pulling for Wake Forest. Someone's got to upset LSU. Yeah, exactly. And that squad's stacked too. You got Nick Kurtz, you got Seaver King in there now, Josh Hartle, like they're loaded. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was one of those things where people talked about like, Okay, you know, it was a fluke, you know, those yeah. guys, they just had a, a, a mix of, of superstar talent in one year. And I'm like, you better watch out, dude. You have no idea what's yeah. coming. You have no idea what's coming. And guys like Seaver King that that were under the radar and now that have produced and made a name for themselves and is like, okay, that dude is a baller and I want that guy on my team. You know, it's it's guys like that that really make impacts on on the game and on you personally as well. Yeah, and you talk about like the having that chip on your shoulder. You get a bunch of guys in a room together, like Seaver King and Nick Kurtz, who all have that chip on your shoulder, and you get them playing together. Like that can be an unstoppable force. Exactly. You know, we we always talk about you know our our team motto this year was was make them feel you. Yeah. And you know, no matter what it was, from the time that we showed up to the field on on a Friday night, we're gonna make the umpires feel us, the other team feel us, the fans feel us, every person that we come in contact with is, is going to feel us in a way that is positive in a way that is just going like, all right, we're here to win baseball games and that's it. And you know, when that, when that, all that happens and you got a bunch of gritty guys who love each other, special things happen. Yeah. That's awesome. I, it, it's incredible to kind of hear your experience there. Now that you've transitioned to pro ball, which is a little different, right, from that College World Series than hitting the minor league stadiums. Talk about that. what that transition has been like for you, having to, to, one, make that adjustment to the pro level, the different the talent, of course, that's increasing as soon as you get there. Um, but what's been, like, the biggest challenges and changes that you've seen since you've made that transition? Yeah, you know, I think no matter no matter who you are, you know, whether you're a super high pick or whether you're you're not a super high pick, there that transition is going to be tremendous. Um, you know, just showing up and having to to play every day and to put put your body through stuff that you didn't have to 
to do in college yeah. is 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 a change you know that in itself is a change and then not to mention the the talent level that you have to face you know every day you're facing a friday guy a friday bullpen and you know it's 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 you're not like, getting those tuesday 80s mile an hour <laughs> yeah you know you're, you're kind of you're kind of dwindling out of those midweek guys and yeah. you know now you're just facing dudes every single day you know that's what makes the game much more enjoyable and fun like all right, let's go. You know, I'll, you you think you're better than me? All right, let's 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 settle it on the box. And you know, that, I think that is just the coolest part for me is just being able to go out there, especially guys against that I played that are other high value picks as well. It's like, all right, now now we can do this at the professional level too, and not just at the college level. And you know, things things go one way in in college, they might go another way in pro, pro ball. And you know, it's just the constant change and evolution of baseball and. Um, you know, it's it's been a fun change for me. And I think, you know, the biggest difference is is the consistency piece of, of just playing every day and being consistent in the box on defense because, uh, you know, you're not having to do that in college. Yeah. One thing I love that you touch on, too, because we talk a lot about mindset and the mental side of the game. Right. You can tell that you take that perspective into the box of like, all right, I'm going to go at this guy. I'm going to try to win this battle where a lot of times guys struggle with the confidence side, right? All of a sudden they go into the box, like this guy's going to beat me. Right. But it already sounds like you have that mental and mindset shift already. Are there tools and things that you've done on like the, the mindset and the mental side of the game that have really helped you kind of gain that confidence? Or is that always kind of something you've had? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's always something I've had, um, yeah. you know, uh, guys, that are also in my position, they've been the best player on the field their entire lives. Yeah. So they've really never had to encounter struggles. And for me, that kind of happened all the way up until sophomore year of college. Mm. And, you know, I, I had a lot of buzz going on around my name and coming in that year. And, um, you know, I underperformed to not only yeah. my expectations, but to the rest of the country's expectations. And, for for that to happen to myself and to see myself struggle and lose a lot of that extreme confidence that I had in years prior um, in in high school in my freshman year of college, you know, that really showed me like who I am as a person because you know if if you are go from the highest of highs and then you go immediately to the lowest of lows, you know, you really start to figure out who you are as a person, who you are as yeah. a teammate, who you are as a player. And who you are like as a leader and you know for me that was a big change of of changing the way that i had to lead different guys you know my team and um just figuring that part out i think was was super tremendous um and you know it all com comes back to if you lose that confidence piece you're you you are not going to be or get as far as you want to mm -hmm. in life and in baseball because that is is the biggest piece because if you have that mindset of I'm better than this guy and he's not going to beat me, you know, whether it's on the field or off the field, I think that is the biggest piece of advice yeah. I can give to anyone. You know, that, that you have that confidence in yourself and your own abilities, everything else is going to work out. Yeah, I love that. Uh, now that you've kind of gone into the off season here, you've had your first pro season um, under your belt. Uh, what are some of your goals for the off season? And two, do you have any passions away from the game that you can kind of turn to to turn baseball off for a little bit? Yeah. Um, so you know, we're finishing up. I am in instructional league right now. Yeah. Um, it's our last week this week. Um, I think we got like one or two more games after today. Um, and 
you know, in the off season, I'm going to go home. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a rest for a little bit. You know, I played 125, almost 130 games. So, you know, it's a lot of games to play uh, in one year. So, you know, I think the first thing, once I start getting back into the swing of baseball is kind of reflect on, on the things that I did good, uh, the things that I did poorly and the areas for improvement. Um, and I think once you look at all three of those areas, you know, you take the good and you take the bad, like, okay, I have confidence in this area. I don't have as much confidence in this area. Okay, let's work at combining those two things and, and, and blending them together so I have confidence in both pieces to make me a better baseball player. Um, and I think that is, is one of the biggest pieces for me. Um, some minor, minor adjustment, minor tweaks in my swing. Um, and then, you know, from then on, it's like, all right, you know, get ready for spring training. Um, and you know, I, I've picked up a couple hobbies. Um, nice. I'm really invested in, in ping pong. Um, I love, love ping pong. Uh, I bought a $75 paddle myself. So, <laughs> you know, super invested in it. Did they have a ping pong, um, uh, table at the spring training facility? They, they do not hear, but at the affiliates yeah. they did. And, uh, I was We're just smoking people playing every day, playing every day. <laughs> um, I think the next biggest hobby I have is golf. Um, I love to golf, you know, me, my dad, my brothers, um, you know, it's kind of our motto. We just hit things really far and, uh, go from there. So going on the <laughs> baseball field or, or the golf course, you know, it works both ways. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a course like three minutes from my house. So we always play there or we're locals there. Um, and then, you know, just hanging out with my family, hanging out, um, taking, few vacations here and there um and and just relaxing getting the body right getting the mind right and go from there love it uh do, have you found a good golf course in arizona there's like tons of them out there but have yeah you found a we, favorite? we uh we went yesterday to this place called estrella um, okay like 30 minutes from glendale so it's like a goodyear area yeah i think i've played there i'm from arizona originally so yeah that, that place is nice yeah place is nice it wasn't too expensive either like i think it was like 35 bucks for 18 i'm like i get down with that for sure love it uh, i got two more fun questions and then one more kind of a serious one so uh the big thing in Wisconsin seems to be Culver's. I interviewed Eric Brown Jr., who was going to join tonight, but he's got a fall league game. Um, he said he had that absolute addiction to it. After every win, he'd go and treat himself. Were you on the Culver's train as well? And if so, what was that go-to order? Yeah, um, there's a Culver's <laughs> right by our apartment. So for yeah. me, Eric Brown and Robert Moore, um, that was a dangerous place. We spent a lot of money at Culver's. Um, yeah. You know, we, we go there. We have a bad game. All right, we need some Culver's. We have a good game. No, <laughs> Culver's. It wasn't just a winning thing. Eric Brown made it sound like it was just no, it only was, wins that you were going there. No, no. It was, <laughs> it was, it was almost daily with us. It was, uh, yeah. it was a good time. I think the go-to order is a double cheeseburger, a fries, a Powerade, and an ice cream, um, a concrete mixer with peanut butter, cookie dough, and Reese's. That's what he was on to the concrete mixers. That was the first yep. thing he mentioned. Yep. Love it. Uh, so second question is now that you're a brewer, what's the odds the brewers are winning the world series this year? Ooh, I like it. You know, yeah. our, we, we got a couple of good matchups um, right now with the diamondbacks who, who are hot as of late. Um, yeah. They're a good squad, but you know, our, our pitching and defense just is unbelievable right now. You know, that rotation's we, insane. 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 You know, besides, I think the three best rotations are are all in the the NL, and yeah. I think it's the the um, 
the Braves, the Dodgers, and us. You know, I think those are the three best rotations in baseball right now. So, you know, having those guys go at it is <laughs> gonna be is gonna be a blast to watch. So you just need like one or two runs with those guys on the mound. Literally, literally one or two runs, and those guys are gonna carry you into the seventh and eighth and like all right, yeah, we got it. And then our bullpen is just nasty. You know, we got yeah, Devin Williams, stupid. we got we got Uribe, we got everyone. It's it's gonna be fun to watch. You know, I think um if if we get a couple of games on, on any of those teams, I think it's gonna be gonna be wraps and we we might take it all. Yeah. Are you looking forward to one one spring training where you have to have live at bats against Devin Williams and that change up? Yeah, I mean I I'm looking forward to it, <laughs> just dude. Sit like, in the that's, box. <laughs> that's a challenge, you know. Yeah, I love for that. Sure. It's, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Uh, so last question I always ask, um, because we want this to be a, an opportunity for fans to kind of get a uh, peek into the human side of things, but we also want to be able to provide advice for like the next generation, the younger athletes who might be tuning in. So you kind of answered it a little bit earlier talking about the confidence piece, but if you had one piece of advice for the next generation of players who are kind of on the same journey that you are, uh, what would that one piece of advice be? Yeah. You know, no, no matter the circumstances, um, never, never give up on yourself and never give up no. on your dream. You know, that, that, that little seven-year-old boy inside of me is, is, is screaming every time he gets to put on this Jersey every single day, you know, my wildest dreams couldn't have predicted how my life went. And, you know, I am super grateful and super blessed that, you know, I get to call myself a Milwaukee brewer and call yeah, myself, man. you know, a, a Wake Forest demon deacon and, you know, to just be cemented in, in, in baseball history, because, not so many guys get to get to be in this spot. So being able to to be in this spot is is super grateful. I, you know, I'm super grateful for it and super blessed to, you know, be having this conversation with you right now. Um, yeah. You know, because it's it's something so special, and um, you know, I think never give up on yourself and, and always have that same confidence no matter what. Um, I think that unwavering confidence in yourself is is one of the biggest pieces that that I've used to this day. Um, that kind of got me to the position I'm in. And, you know, whether I was I was 534th or, or 80th or second, you know, all the rankings that I've been through, that confidence has, has never wavered. Um, so, you know, that 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 mental side, like you talked about, is is yeah. more important sometimes than than the physical side. And, you know, the more you tap into that and the more you see that yourself, um, I think the better, better overall player you're going to be and the more consistent you're going to be. Yeah, man, Brock, I think that's an amazing thing to end on. We can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy to join us for this interview. Uh, we're wishing you nothing but success next year, just in life and in baseball. So, man, thanks again for joining. Awesome, dude. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a good time.